Oh, Bretto. What's up, MP? Damo just called. Yeah? He thinks there's going to be 100,000 people at the Wellness Summit. Oh, again? He thinks we're bigger than Michael Jackson, the Rolling Stones, and the Beatles all put together. Damien Christoph has gone completely mad. Did you know he's made eight tons of forage? What? <laughs> and now he wants you and I to help him get rid of it. Oh, Damo. So, look, being the good friends that we are, we've asked him. You've been forced. Well, we've kind of twisted his arm to make him literally give his forage away to 100 lucky Wellness Summit attendees. So if you're ready to enrol for our signature two days of inspiration, education and empowerment and entertainment. What do you mean, MP? Well, Australian Idol winner Wes Carr makes his Wellness Summit debut this year, Bretto. Wes Carr, you'll be guilty. So if you're ready to be entertained, head on over to thewellnesssummit.com and get four value bags of forage muesli or one bag each of paleo, muesli, bircher and porridge when you register. Now, all you need to do is register for this two-for-one special, bring a buddy, bring a friend, bring a family member or a colleague and then choose your forage selection, four muesli or four assorted and get four bags per attendee. That's eight bags per double pass. That's almost 250 bucks of forage for free when you register for the Wellness Summit on August 25-26 at the Collingwood Town Hall in Melbourne. That's 150 serves of breakfast. Almost six months of breakfast just for registering for the Wellness Summit. Well, it's first in best dressed. These 100 tickets are only available until June 18 or until sold out. All the details of this special offer, all the topics, featured speakers and more are over at thewellnesssummit.com. Thanks for making eight tons of forage, Damo. It's time to be the queen of your stress. With the queen of stress, Dr. M. Hey there, BQS listeners, and welcome to our 40th episode. I'm Dr. M, and this podcast is designed to help inspire change in how you see, manage, and use your stress. So you can be the queen of your stress, not your stress being the queen over you. Wow, I can't believe we're up to episode 40 already. It's amazing. It's uh, the last... The last nine months or so have gone so quickly and uh, I'm really excited to, of course, as per usual, excited to be sharing this week's episode with you. We are continuing our series on now you understand a little bit more around your scores around that eight ball quiz. And, and remember, if you haven't done the eight ball quiz and you don't know what the heck I'm talking about right now, is you can jump onto our website, www.thequeenofstress.com, and you can take that quiz for free. And what it allows you to do is to see exactly where or how I should say your body is adapting to stress right now in in certain key areas that give us an indication of whether or not uh, you are behind the eight ball and whether your body might be stuck in what's called sympathetic dominance, which if you track back over our earlier episodes is that uh, I certainly go into an explanation more around what uh, what sympathetic dominance is, or you can also find uh, my Stress Less Live More workshop on our website, which you can download and you can listen to that. It's a 90-minute workshop where we go into a lot more depth around what the sympathetic dominance is all about and also around how you can recognize, manage, and use your stress for good rather than evil. So as I always say, you can be the queen over your stress, not your stress being the queen over you. 
To quickly recap those eight measures, just in case you've never joined us before on a BQS episode, uh, our podcast, Be the Queen of Your Stress, just very quickly, the things that we measure are posture, whether you have tight calves, butt, shoulders, whether you are light and, and or sound sensitive, whether you have any digestive issues, whether you're wound up, food sensitivities, low energy or chronic illness. Now, I've ripped through those today because I know on previous episodes as we've been going through, I get a little bit caught up just on my eight ball quiz uh, explanation. So we don't want to do that this morning. I want to be mindful that uh, we get stuck straight into today's topic, which is, of course, are you sound sensitive? And this one is, as I mentioned in last week's episode, this one is is close to my heart in the sense that in the past when I absolutely was stuck in sympathetic dominance, my my adrenals were shot. uh, And as most of you have heard me tell the stories before about how I know that Definitely three times in my adult life, I was significantly stuck in a resistant stage of sympathetic dominance. And I really had to do some, some work to, to get myself out of that. And when I am stuck in sympathetic dominance, when I know my cortisol levels are through the roof, uh, I know that I am very sound sensitive. I am the person, uh, that when you uh, getting up in the morning and if my family is speaking too loudly is absolutely, it gnaws to the center of my brain. It's one of those things where when it, it's actually really kicking off is that it makes it very difficult to concentrate if there's background noise. Uh, and if you're hearing a little bit of background noise right now, my puppy dog has decided as I am recording that it is the best time possible to start clippy-clopping around on our floorboards. So I've just actually moved so that you don't get that background. Now, the funny thing about that, and it, it proves my point beautifully right now, is the fact is is that a lot of you probably wouldn't even have heard my puppy dog clippy-clopping in the background. But I am quite still sensitive to sound, even when I'm not, even though when my adrenals aren't fired up, and, and I can pick sound up very, very, very easily. Uh, and so then it affects my concentration. So when you are sound sensitive, it is that moment where, as I said a moment ago, it's where in the mornings you probably find that if the TV's on, the TV might be on at the exact same level that you left it personally at the night before, perhaps it's just me, and you know the kids or, or my partner might put it on and I'm like, wow, that's loud. And then I look at it and go, that's exactly the same as what it was yesterday. It might be the background noise in your office is really bugging you and it almost might bring you to the point of where you get headachey because you're so sensitive to the noise. So as I said, is I wanted to spend some time and as we've done through the series of this these particular podcasts is to actually talk more about what it is that you can do to to change that and to dampen that sound um, sensitivity until you are have healed and come out of the resistance stage of sympathetic dominance because something to be very clear about and I had the beautiful opportunity to speak to Helen from Primal Alternative on her podcast recently and we were talking about the fact that there actually is good stress because she was under the impression that all stress was bad. And I said, no, 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 absolutely not. There is some stresses that are good. For example, when it comes to sound, we don't want to dampen our ability to hear, obviously, for, for many, many reasons. But there are times where our ability to hear and to be stressed because of noise is a good thing. Let's take, for example, if you're crossing the road and somebody beeps their horn at you loudly because you're about to step out in front of them. 
it's absolutely important that your body goes into a stress response at that point to get you out of danger. Because remember, that's what a stress response is for. It is actually to get you out of danger. Um, it is to keep you safe. And so there are times where it's absolutely appropriate that that is what happens. I hope that makes sense. So things that you can do to dampen sound irritation. Number one, and I I touched on this in last week's episode, is make sure you're engaging your family in the fact that you are sound sensitive. So for example, rather than you losing your you-know-what in the morning because the television's up too loud and your kids haven't realized it's up too loud and it's bothering you, is if the kids already know that in the morning there's a different level of volume than what there is in the night, it just helps you to be able to achieve a quieter household without the yelling that might come if you're frustrated. The other red hot tip I would give you, and for some of you, you're about to probably start looking into your phone or looking, pulling a face as you're driving. If you're listening to this while you're driving, is getting up earlier. Now you might be like, what? One of the things that I really enjoy doing, and it has made a big difference, is I find that if I've been up for a little while, is then I'm less sound sensitive. So what I tend to do is I tend to get up earlier than the rest of my household quite regularly. And I have quiet time in the morning where it's just me and my thoughts and, you know, going through my, my brekkie routine uh, before the noise of the morning actually starts. And I found that very, very helpful. So it, it also, it may or may not help you. Give it a go and see how, how you travel. Some of you are like, I can't possibly get up any earlier. Um, you probably can, depending on what time you're starting your day. I'd suggest if you're getting up, you know, if you, if you can be getting up in the fives or the sixes to be able to have a little bit of quiet time, it's, it's well worthwhile. So I certainly know people that get up in the threes and the fours. I'm not quite that good uh, or crazy. I'm not sure which one that is. But uh, is, even if it's 10, 15 minutes earlier than what you're getting up now, just to give yourself a chance to settle into the day, as I said, it can be very, it can be very beneficial. So some, something to consider. The other thing you can be do, looking to do is there's so much background noise around us constantly now is you can look at getting yourself some earplugs or some headphones uh, just to help again with breaking back, uh, breaking down, sorry, some of that uh, background noise. And the other thing that you can do if you've got little kids that are uh, particularly after school, if afternoons are a bit tough for you, you can look at, say, some headphones for them for what they're doing. Uh, I also think it's an important part of obviously kids' lives, that they get to be noisy and play and raucous, it's also a good thing to start teaching them about a little bit of quiet time as well. Uh, and again, this might sound you know, a bit out there and woo-woo, but there's certainly nothing wrong with starting to do some mindfulness and meditation practices with your children. And whether that's probably not straight after they get home from school, because they probably need to burn some energy off, particularly if they're, they're littleies, um, burn some energy off after they've been sitting down all day. But it might be something that's a, a nice practice for you to start incorporating with, with your kids and yourself in terms of just quieting your mind and your brain and allowing that cortisol levels to drop. And just to, to really connect as a family can be a very, very powerful thing. So this week, BQS listeners, your action step is to, particularly if you're sound sensitive, is to be aware of how can you lessen the noise that's around you to take some of that pressure off. It's one of the easier ones to actually be able to dampen the input that's going into your, into your literally into your head. Um, and it's such a powerful thing because when, and we'll do an episode on it um, probably pretty soon actually we're just about done with our with our eight 
eight-part series, which is probably broken into about 24, but if we could, but we won't, um, is that um, we we will talk about it in coming episodes, is the ability to listen is so powerful uh, in understanding, it might sound really simple, but in truly understanding what the person that we're speaking to is saying. And if we are irritated by sound, obviously that becomes counterproductive in being able to listen carefully and really being able to pick up on somebody's tone uh, and also the words that you're using can be super, super powerful. But as I said, we're going to to talk about that in an upcoming episode. So before we finish off today, my top five is, I'm going to come back to music. My top five is, and the book I'm reading this week, Oh, actually read last Saturday, knocked it off in a day. It was unreal. It was a book called What a Feeling by Tony Powell. Um, she's a really interesting lady. She's an Australian lady who wrote this book. And really it's, it's a testament to her 40 year marriage and a story uh, around how her 40 year marriage has been, um, what was deemed very early on to be, was going to be an absolute failure, um, by everybody except herself and her husband, uh, is how they actually made that successful, which is, which is really cool. And there's neuroscience woven in throughout and how our brains work and, and why certain relationships are really successful and then others, um, seem less so. So that, I thought that was, that was fascinating. Um, song of this week has been ready for it by Taylor Swift. It was quite funny because I was listening to my playlist in the practice the other day and I was trying to find a version of this particular song that was played at the gym that I go to up at F45 and, uh, and I couldn't find it. So I ended up downloading a couple in a row and I was confusing. <laughs> My awesome team member Nikki and one of my clients because they're like, I'm sure we just heard this before. I'm like, yeah, yeah, absolutely did because I have that a couple of times on my playlist while I was trying to find uh, the right version. De-stress this week was I got to have lunch with my mum yesterday, which is the first time in a few weeks that I've got to really just sit down and catch up with her. So that was really nice. And we went to the same yum cha restaurant up in Sydney that we've been going to since well, I think since I was three or four, I think it's been around. So it's been around for a long time. And it's quite amazing because it's, um, it's one of those places where there's still, there's still some awesome ladies that are working there that have worked there since I was little. It's, it's amazing. But anyway, I digress. That's a story for another time. Um, quote of this week, there is wealth within the sound of your voice. That's a quote by Russell Conwell. And as I said, we're going to we're going to discuss in future episodes how, how important our words are and listening are because I think it's, it, there is absolute wealth in, in the tone that people are using and the tone that you're using as well, whether that's an internal tone or an external tone. And we'll talk more about that on a future episode. And final thought of this week is the sound that's around us can be, it can be deafening if we allow it to be, or there's just so much um, to, to take from, from Russell's quote, there's so much wealth in some of the, the sounds that are around us. Uh, and it just reminds me of it's World Cup soccer at the moment, the FIFA World Cup. And it reminds me so much of my dad, who he's been on his pink cloud for many, many years now. He passed away when I was 23. Um, but it just reminds me of my Hungarian father getting up in the middle of the night and getting up to the, the sounds of, of horns and crowd noise and the cheers of the crowd and even, even the commentator's accents. Um, so there's so much wealth in, in sounds and memories. So it's so important that our brains are calm and not so wound up that those sounds irritate us. So that's it for this week, BQS listeners. You have an awesome week. I'm going to catch you next episode. Bye for now. 
Well, that's it for today's podcast, BQS listeners. Thanks again for joining us. Remember, if you would like to subscribe, make sure you hit subscribe on iTunes. And if you want to stay in touch, check out our Facebook page, The Queen of Stress, or on our Insta, The Queen of Stress. For more information and show notes, be sure to go to thequeenofstress.com to continue our journey together. Hope you have a fabulous week and I'll catch you next time. This year, the Wellness Summit returns. For those of you on your own health journey, you know that a lot of times it's two steps forward, one step back, and you think you're doing well and then something else pops up. It's like... Um, always, you're always learning. It's just a, it's not something that just happens overnight and suddenly you're well. If I actually had been so wrong about this really important thing in my life, what else was I wrong about? And it got me down this, uh, this place of questioning all the concepts that I had. And then I came to one question, which was, who am I beyond concept? When I was a little kid, I really always had trouble with food intolerances. I realized that there was a lot to be said for the way you eat. You come to the same place that I came to, and it's a place of complete freedom. Joe Witten and Fuad Kassab feature at the 2018 Wellness Summit. Bigger and better than ever. Tickets on sale Friday, May 4 at thewellnesssummit.com. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.